Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in this series we're doing uh, called the Ministry of Encouragement. And uh, we've undertaken this topic. I don't know if you can hear this on the video, but it's, it's, it's thundering and lightning and pouring down rain. Nonetheless, uh, we've uh, decided to take on this topic of the Ministry of Encouragement. Um, We've been looking at how important it is, how necessary it is in the world today. And um, we've been laying out sort of a foundation over the last three weeks. I'm going to continue to lay a little more foundation today, the ministry, and then starting next week we'll start talking about the tools we need to embrace it. But I hope that you uh, are allowing this stuff to penetrate because I, I feel that this is such a, a big thing and such an important part of what we're supposed to be doing in the world uh, today is to be encouragers that the world has become a, a fearful and grumpy place and uh, that God wants to speak into that with great encouragement also if you've been coming you know I've been giving you homework uh, on this particular message and that homework is a series of verses that we're memorizing Hebrews 10 19 through 25 and we've been doing one a week so by today you should know Hebrews 10 19 20 and 21 now I know that everybody's busy you may not be able to get to the homework, but I still think you should learn these verses because as we embrace this ministry, you're going to need to know them. So, so far, you should be able to say from memory, Hebrews 10, 19, 20, and 21, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, which is his body. What's the last verse part? Does anybody know? And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, that's what you should know so far. Those three verses. Now, this next verse is almost as long as the first three verses that you had to learn. So you got your work cut out for you this week. But coming up to this next week, you should learn Hebrews 10:22 that says, And let us draw near to God with sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So remember, as you learn them, keep learning the other ones or you'll forget them. So you have to learn this one in conjunction with the other ones. All right? But you should be able to do it. You guys can do it. It's good for you. It's good for your memories. Good for your minds. It uh, will help keep them sharp. And Bible memorization is a very important spiritual discipline. And the more that you know, the better off that you are in your hearts and lives. So... Work on those. It's not too late to go back and learn the ones. If you haven't been learning them, learn them. All right? Try and get them into memory. Just say them over and over again. You'll have them. And that chunk of Scripture together is foundational for this ministry. Now, so as we continue today, talking about the ministry of encouragement, um, and hopefully by now you've sort of embraced the idea after three weeks that it's, it's definitely a needed ministry, that we've talked about the field day the enemy's having by keeping us discouraged, by keeping us fearful, by bombarding us with bad news after bad news after bad news. And that the result is that we, we tend to get very self-focused um, and, and we sort of care about us above all else and we're missing life in the process. And um, it's this idea of encouragement that, that I think will change all of that and that we should be encouraged. We're the people of hope because we are in relationship with a living God. And yet, even among believers, the, the 
the conversations are, are primarily just very negative and down, how bad everything is. And, and, and it's, it's impacting us in ways that uh, is keeping us from moving into the things that the Lord has for us. And it's not that things aren't bad. I, I get that. It's that we have God and so we always have hope. And that we need to encourage others to do the same. Because we live in, a, like I said, a very fearful world where people are just afraid of about everything. And it's been built up. I, I'm convinced, and we've said this, by constant bad news. It's just constant. It comes from every direction. There's, there's just no good news out there. And yet, we're people of good news. And we need to get ready to share it. And we need to do it with this whole idea of encouraging others. Letting them know that there's a hope. That, that there's a God who loves them. That there's a purpose for life. That there's something to it. We're not just trying to, to, to make it through the day. That there's far more to it than that. And, and that's what we, we're hoping to encourage people to understand. So I thought we would just finish off today with some of the obstacles that would keep us from um, encouragement. And then we're going to shift gears and actually start talking about what the ministry looks like even more. And then in the weeks to come, we'll talk about the tools of the encouragers. But here are some obstacles of encouragement that may be keeping you stuck. Um, and, and the first one is this, and you have to think about this. The question is, how do you define success? How do you define success? When you think of a successful person, um, what do they look like to you? Um, you know, what, what parameters are you using to, to define success? Is it about how much money somebody has? Or is it about how much stuff they have? Or is it about their, their status or their position in life? Um, is it about their celebrity? Um, what is it when you, when you think of a successful person that pops up in your mind? And I think why this is very important is that, again, we, we tend to measure these things very culturally. And that we, we think about successful people as people with either lots of money, lots of stuff, or lots of power, or some combination of them all. And yet, biblically, that's not what a successful person looks like. And we need to make sure we understand what it means to be successful in the kingdom of God. Consider this simple little verse, Matthew 22, 36 through 40. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Um, I would say that success is truly measured by how well we love God and love others. And that if you're doing that, that you're a successful person. That everything else is fluff. That That... The things that we get stuck on really aren't that important. That, that what matters is your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. That's, that's what it comes down to. As I was talking with someone earlier, you know, all we get to leave here with are relationships that we have with other believers that we'll have forever. That's all we got. And yet, oftentimes, our focus is on other things. Because we, we think we better have more, we need this, we need that, and we, we lose track of what really matters. And whenever I say that, I always, always counter this in. I understand we gotta have stuff to, there's some stuff that we gotta have to survive. I get that. And that, that we have to work, and I get all those things too. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about letting that be the focus of our lives. 
that that we think that that's what success looks like is having you know everything that we could possibly want and 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 you know moving and, and trying so desperately to get those things. But I don't think that's where life is. And success ultimately in the kingdom is boiled down to that verse. Because Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing in the, in the law? He said, love God good and love other people too. I mean, that's what he gets down to. And so we have to embrace that definition of success or we'll never shake loose of sort of the, the push towards the culture's view of success that keeps us stuck in this trap and keeps us fearful and discouraged. Because, see, when, we're, when we feel like we're shooting at something that, that the world is, is setting up for us, and then you, you, you throw into it all the discouragement that you'll never get there, then life just gets harder and harder and harder. Because it's like, well, I'm shooting for that, and I can't get there because all this bad news. And, and yet, you shouldn't be shooting for that anyway, and the, the bad news is just what it is. But the good news is better. God's got you. got you forever. He's going to see you through. Whatever happens, he's got you. He's got you now. And you're, you're in your, if you're a believer in Christ, you're already well into your eternal journey. It just goes on from here. Everything else is just sort of something that happens along the way. So, so you, you have to be careful to really embrace this thing. You have to be careful what your definition of success is. Because if it's not right, it will keep you from, from moving into the ministry of encouragement. The second thing that we're dealing with, we've touched on this, but I wanted to get back to it. That's an obstacle of encouragement is isolation. Isolation. And what's happening is that the fear and the pressure of the world are causing many people, even believers, to withdraw and isolate. It just seems so scary out there that, that we're pulling back. And, and yet, I've already told you, and we talked about this, that Christianity um, at, at its core is about being involved demonstrated by what Jesus did for us, the, the ultimate involvement. You know, he came for us. He, he, he lived for us. He died for us. Uh, and, and by that example, we're to be involved. That, that one of the reasons that we're here is to be a light, be solved, make a difference in the world, to let people know that there's a God who loves them, to be his ambassadors. And that, that this is all about being involved. And when we isolate we, we can't do it. We can't get there. And so we have to remain involved in order to live the life that God has called us to. Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Um, we, we can't live in isolation and, and find the kind of life that God wants for us. It's a, it's a response to fear, and it doesn't work. It's not what we're called to. Another obstacle that we have to deal with in uh, the ministry of encouragement is low self-esteem. And again, this is very prominent, I think, in, in the world today, but it's, it's a byproduct of the culture um, because, and it goes back to the definition of success. If your definition of success is, you know, people and money and stuff and celebrity, and you can't get there, which most of us can't, um, it begins to affect your self-worth. You begin to think there's something you're less than. You're not, you don't measure up. You don't count. And, and this has a significant impact on people. But there's a couple things you need to know. The first is Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. The first thing you, you need to know is that you have been created in the image of God. And as a believer... 
You're a child of God. First John three one. How great is the love of the of love how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Why are those verses important? Look, you're created in the image of God. God made you. He loves you. He thinks you're awesome. As a believer in Christ, you're his child. So you're a child of God. So so if you can begin to understand that you are a child of God, an amazing relationship with him that goes on forever, then then you, you, it should fix your self-esteem issues. Because you're, you're amazing in his eyes. He loves you. There's nothing to be, you know upset about or, or feeling badly about uh, in, in the way that you feel like you fit into the world because you're his kid. He loves you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. And so it, it, a lot of this is, is moving back towards how we define success. And we need to make sure that we understand that what God is looking for mostly in our lives to live successfully in the kingdom is to love well, to love extravagantly. And if we do that, then, then we don't need to have esteem issues. We're God's kids, made in His image. He loves us. If, if, if we don't measure up to the world's standards, who cares? Because they don't have it right anyway. You know, the thing was, if that worked, if, if money and status and celebrity worked, those would be the happiest people in the world. And they're not. And if you, if you think they are, just all you've got to do is look at their lives for a little while. They're always changing around and never happy and overdosing. and They're not happy. It's not where you find life. Life's found in the Lord and in fulfilling your purpose, whatever it is, however big or small. But in settling in it, that's where life is. Last sort of block to this ministry is a lack of experience and instruction. A lot of us just haven't done it. We just haven't been very good at encouraging because we've been too busy and focused on ourselves. Or we've never been taught how to do it. And that's what we're going to attempt to do over the next few weeks is give you some instruction and get you busy. Now... I've been trying to get you busy by asking you to encourage two people a day. I know it's hard to do, but I want you to keep doing it. And remember, the other thing I've asked you to do is think about five things every day that you're thankful for. Again, habits take a little while to develop. It's easy to get busy and focus, but those two things will make a big difference in your life. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So we're going to use the Word of God to help us become encouragers and to embrace this ministry. So we've got five things that I, I sort of put together that I want you to think about. I called them the, the Encouragers Five to Thrive, so that we can thrive in the ministry of encouragement, all right? And uh, so five scriptures, five ideas that I want you to think about this week to help us get this journey started so that we can come back next week and start looking at the tools we need to make it work. All right, the first one is the golden rule. Most of you know that. It's Matthew seven twelve. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Um, we need to start treating others the way we would like to be treated. It's sort of the foundation of it all. It's the basis of it all. And so let's, let's start encouraging people, knowing that we want to be encouraged as well. Um, and and let's, let's get a hold of this thing and... and you know, what I want you to do is be tuned into the lack of hope that you're going to hear from people. Because what people are going to come to you with is all the bad stuff they're hearing. And, and when you don't immediately go right along with them, they're going to be a little freaked out, but it'll be good for them. 
So when they come and tell you about how bad everything is, you can say, yeah, I heard that. But, you know, still got to think that God's got a way out for us. I'm going to keep my eyes on him because he's seen me through this far. So I'm not I'm not going to go down that fearful path. I just can't. Um, and there's different ways to say that. But but I, I you, you start listening for people to talk to you and you hear about how negative it is because everybody's bought in. I'm fascinated. I told you I don't watch the news very often anymore, but sometimes it'll be on in the morning. How many times they have to say and now on a lighter note. <laughs> I had, we had the Today Show on the other morning. They must have said that six times because everything was so horrendous that they, they couldn't just segue. And now on a lighter note, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, I know that's what sells, but um, I don't think it's good for anybody that it's all this bad news. I mean, I get stuff's happening. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I need I need enough of it. I can read the headlines and get enough of it. I can I can get that on the internet. I don't need all the negative spin and how fearful it is and how long they take it on and how much time they try to fill with it. You know, give yourself a break. It's not good for you. Just get what you need. Get the focus on something else. You're better off watching I Love Lucy reruns. <laughs> you are. Plus, you can learn how to be mischievous. Okay, so we're going to treat people the way we want to be treated. The golden rule, number one. Number two, I brought this up last week. I'm bringing it up again. I want you to remember the encourager's equation. How many of you remember that from last week? U plus 2PE equals 3PE. Do you remember what it stands for? Who's, what's the U stand for? U. That's very good. 2PE means two people encouraged. How do we get three people encouraged? Because <laughs> when you encourage two people, you get encouraged, so three people are encouraged. People thought I was just making that up. Here's the scripture. Luke 6:38. Give, and it will be given to you a good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So I probably should have taken that and extrapolated that to U plus 2PE equals 4PE because if you encourage two, you should be doubly encouraged. But I didn't want to confuse people. <laughs> but when you encourage people, you will be encouraged. It's how God works. And I, and I, I want you to grab a hold of that in this, in this sort of discouraging world by encouraging. By being an encouragement, you yourself will be encouraged the letter C there um, we have to remember well, I, what I was, this next point is God first and then people second so I, I think he liked it this is that same verse we read earlier only in the Gospel of Mark, twelve twenty nine through 31. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Um, it's, it's about getting everything in its right perspective in life. And one of the reasons I've told you to start thinking about five things you're thankful for every day is to try and help you with your perspective change. 
Otherwise, our perspective becomes very narrow. And it's all about what we've got to do that day or what things are happening that day. And that's just, just not where life is. But what our, what our hearts need to be focused on is Him. Love Him with everything you are and love the people that God puts in your life. And then everything else takes, takes its on, you know, you go from there. We have to get that right. Otherwise, we won't care enough about people. We won't, we won't stop to encourage anyone because we don't have time. We're so fixated on us that there's, there's no time for it. And yet there has to be. We've got to make time. You know, it's, 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 not a, it's very easy to go through the day and just do what you have to do and be done with the day. But that's not much of a day. You know? I mean, it's really not. It's way better to go, hey, you know, I did what I had to do today, but then the Lord used me in these two or three places today, and it was great. Because there was somebody who really needed to be encouraged, and I got to encourage them. And I could tell they were different when I left. And I really felt like, you know, God was there with me in the process. I mean, that's, that's so much better at the end of the day than, you know, eh, I did everything I had to do. Now I'm going to sleep, and I'll do it again tomorrow. But... but so again, I think a lot of that is we're tied into this mess and, and we almost feel like if we can get through the day that somehow that's a plus because we survived. And it's so fearful out there that, that survival becomes the goal. But it's not. The, it's, survival was never the goal. Um, it's, it's making a difference. It's living the life God wants you to live. That's, that's what we're shooting at. So, I mean, you know, there's more to it than just getting through it. I mean, we, we, he, God has us forever, and we ought to realize then that this is an adventure. And it's not. I mean, some of it's difficult. I get it. But it's still, it's, you know, you get into a spot, and, and probably the best thing you can happen is to you is you finally go, I wonder how God's going to work through this, because I don't have a clue. So I've done everything I know how to do, and it hasn't worked. But God's going to do something. I've got to sit back and watch now. You know, that's the adventure part, but we miss it because we get so consumed. D, encouragement is an everyday ministry. Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encourage one another daily. You know what that word daily means? Daily. Very good. See, you guys are so sharp. So what do you think it means daily? It means daily. It means this is what we're supposed to be doing. It's in the book. Encourage one another daily. That's part of our daily stuff. Do it every day. Encourage each other. And, and, and yet I don't, I don't think we've been doing a very good job of it. We need to take it on. I don't think, you know, when I started this, I really felt like the Lord impressed upon me. It's the ministry the church lost is this powerful ministry of encouragement. It hasn't been happening. And it has to start somewhere. We need to start Two people a day. Encourage them. Do it every day. It, it, you can run through a day pretty quick and not get to it. I know. I've been trying this now for months. I have to make myself do it. But, but do it. It's worth it. Two people every day. Encourage them somehow. It can, really, it can be real simple. We'll give you more tools as we go. But you can encourage people already. Do it every day. Finally, last thing we need to know. Fifth of the five to thrive. God has demonstrated this ministry to us. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. That word could actually be easily translated encouragement. Who encourages us in all our troubles so that we can encourage those 
in any trouble with the encouragement we ourselves have received from God. So he's already done it. He's already helped us through so many times. You know, there's, there's so many situations where the Lord has shown up. And I get, you know, that sometimes we're going through hard stuff and we're waiting. But when you think back about how many times God has shown up, and you go, well, he's always shown up. So I, I just have to trust him to show up again. And it may not be on my timetable, but that's okay. His timetable is better than mine. See, this is, this is the, the stuff of encouragement. And, and next week we'll begin talking about the tools that we have and, and uh, how we can use them to help people. But, but really consider these things. Take them in. Understand that this is our calling. This is a calling for all of us, that the ministry of encouragement should be a, a ministry that 100% of the people can get into and that, that we need to take it on and encourage others and, and allow this to flow through us, to touch the world, to change the world around us, to help people in this fearful place, to know that there's hope and there's options and that they don't have to live, you know, waiting for a lighter note. It's... We can just focus on God, and he'll see us through. So take those things in. Remember, learn Hebrews 10.22 next week. You better get started early. It's a long one. And let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. It's not, it's not as easy as the other ones. We've had it easy so far. So start working on that one today, tomorrow. Have it for next week. Encourage two people a day. Think about five things every morning you're thankful for. And I think the rain has finally stopped. So you can actually leave <laughs> when we're done praying. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so take it from there. Guys, you can shut it down upstairs. If you're watching up in Williston, God bless you guys. We'll see you soon. If you need anything, call us, write us, email us. We're going to go ahead and pray as a group. We'll call it a night. Father, thank you.